Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name is Jason, this is a free hypnosis session. So before we start, just let you know that you should never watch or listen to any of my free hypnosis sessions unless you can safely close your eyes. And this is a special session. This is a request. And it's actually a request from August. And it has taken me three months to do it. So apologies to the person for taking so long. Um, I was a little bit unwell, so I, I kind of forgot about it, which is <laughs> it's not not a good start, is it? Maybe I should edit this before I carry on. Um, so I'm doing this session, and this actually holds um, something a bit special in my heart. Firstly, because, well, for a few reasons. So, firstly, because the person that requested this is, you know, has suffered a hell of a lot uh, with physical illness and chronic pain, and with chronic pain as well, due to that. And I've very much had a passion for helping people with chronic pain for, you know, many, many years. Uh, hopefully I ha I have helped people along the way. Also, my I got a relative who had this same condition. So the con did the this session is about um, helping with phobias of uh, nausea and being sick and vomiting. I have a relative that had that and ended up needing to go to therapy uh, to help overcome it. So that was a big issue at the time for her. It isn't anymore. And I also had a kind of a similar thing myself. I was never bothered about the nausea part so much because I've not really had much of that other than when I've been drunk in the past but and I don't know why but I had a real phobia of throwing up which meant I hardly ever got drunk throughout my life because of the fear of being sick, the fear of vomiting. And I could never kind of understand why. I never quite got my head around it. You know what, what's such a big deal about something that's so natural and but that's the thing, at the time I didn't class it as being natural. 
because if it was something like sneezing it's something that we do many times over the years during our lives something we see other people doing in public and you know and it's just something that we see or people coughing or people smiling or you know those kind of things but something like vomiting is not something that is kind of on public show generally unless you go to some nightclubs you might see a bit of vomit but generally it's not something that we see every day so it's kind of getting used to the idea that it's just a natural thing it's not just a natural thing it's just another natural thing like all the other things that go on with the body and I can see how if you've got other things going on to have this as another thing to think about can be unsettling and I guess upsetting as well and sometimes and I don't know 100% why sometimes by focusing on a subject while I'm talking about it can help to just alleviate the symptoms as if as if they just leave as if the issue was made of ice and I've just basically added heat like sun rays shining melting and I suppose that's pretty good that's a way to relax it's a way to just let go And you know, there may be background sounds. That's okay. Because even though you may get bored and my voice might send you to sleep, this isn't about sleeping. This is about whatever you want it to be about. That's the beauty of words the beauty of meaning the beauty of intention because when you decided to listen to my voice you basically gave me permission 
to change the way that you think and the way that you thought about this issue so that it's no longer an issue so that vomiting is just thought of and put into the same category as any other bodily function as just another thing and even though that might sound simplistic the mind, your mind has a way to make changes simply and easily in a way that can astonish and astound you in a way that can really change your life it's kind of marvellous really then the whole concept that we only use you know, a tiny percentage of our brain power. And that part of the brain power that we use is not used during hypnosis. It's the other part. That's the part that's used. The only part that's used during, you know, the, the part that you usually use generally is used in the turning on of this session when you press play when you decide to play it you press play but all the other actions all the other maneuvers and changes and movement which occur beneath the surface That's processing which is done by the other majority of the brain. And it's about having trust. in the same way that sometimes a small dog needs to see you eat something before he or she wants to eat it or before she or he will eat it they need to trust that it's safe and if they see you someone that they feel safe with eating that thing then they feel safe to eat it as well. In the same way, you can allow yourself to listen to what I say. And by consciously accepting that these changes are acceptable for you and that you really have decided to give yourself permission to allow those changes to occur naturally 
so that you no longer have any aversion to any bodily functions that are natural. Things like vomiting, just a natural thing. It's just your body doing what your body does. In fact, fear is not even required. It's not necessary. And that's not a judgment as well, because there's no point, there's no use criticizing yourself or beating yourself up because you had in the past specific fears about certain things. That's the past. When I was little, I used to be scared of crabs. They don't bother me anymore. I used to run away from wasps. I don't do that anymore. We change as we grow. Things that were useful to us in the past may have been a really good thing. It might have been a really good coping strategy back then in the past. But it's no longer useful. There's a reason why we flush the toilet. It's because that item or those items that we put into the toilet are of no longer any use to us. So we flush it away. In the same way, we can do the same thing with ideas, old, stale, unhelpful ideas. We can let them just flush away. Any old fears that used to be there. Things that may be in the past you were scared of and it made sense to you back then. And maybe as you've got older, even though the fears no longer really have any validity and don't really make any sense to you, they don't really feel as if those fears are helping you at all. For some reason, you felt stuck. Because you've been carrying them around with you for so long, they've kind of felt comfortable, yet uncomfortable at the same time.
And that can be the same with unhappy relationships or working in a job that we don't like, or even sitting in an uncomfortable chair or using a computer which doesn't have all the keys on the keyboard. When it comes to changing it to a new keyboard or a different chair or a different job or a different relationship, sometimes part of us rejects that. The fear of change is or can be can be limiting but doesn't have to be because the good thing about change is it can be something that you choose it's also something that will happen regardless so change is something that you either embrace or you endure. They're kind of the two things, two choices you've got. You can try and stop change and you'll always fail. Or you can just open your arms and say, come on in. And you're not going to be able to do that all the time because some of the change is not going to be pleasant, as we all know. But in a sense, when you know the, where the door is, when you know where the exit is, you don't really have any excuse for not walking out that door or for not leaving that room if the room becomes too uncomfortable. If you're sitting there and you've got a plate of sandwiches next to you and you're physically able to eat and you're hungry There's no point complaining that you're hungry. Just take a sandwich. These sessions that I do, it's kind of like a sandwich, a plate of sandwiches or buffet of different kinds of foods which gives you the choice to choose those things that you might find helpful just for you. Because, you know, this is a subjective thing. One person's way to just eliminate the fear of nausea and vomiting is another person's way of doing it. Some people will consciously think, well, yeah, I'm just going to let it go. It's just a natural thing that happens. I'm just going to let it go. Someone else may just put their faith in their unconscious mind and know that actually you're on your own side. Allow yourself to look out for yourself. Allow yourself to love yourself, to care for yourself. 
give yourself permission because that's one of the things I think with hypnosis is sometimes all people need is permission to do something that maybe they didn't feel confident enough to give themselves permission for but the bottom line is you can give yourself permission for change to occur because change is going to occur anyway because any fears that you might have had in the past will change as I was saying earlier I had used to have a fear of vomiting myself and I worked in a nightclub and I was cleaning the toilets the bathrooms, the toilets, whatever you want to call them not quite sure why they're called bathrooms when there's no bath in them um, and basically at the end of the evening it was nothing but vomit and after a while I just got used to it didn't didn't affect me at all and it also dawned on me that the nausea which for me at the time was always the, the precursor to vomiting um, at the few t I've not vomited many times in my life but when I have the nausea the spinning room and all that stuff the vomiting is actually sometimes the best part because then that reduces the nausea and the nausea goes away and what I noticed as well is I had this kind of an insight into vomiting and it might sound a bit strange but the last time I vomited was probably about a year and a half, two years ago And it just dawned on me that I didn't have to do anything. This was just a natural reaction to me, well, putting too much wine into my body actually at the time. But my body was cleansing itself, it was eliminating what it didn't want in there and I know that that's not always the case and I know that with certain illnesses and you know it's different for everybody mine was self-inflicted through alcohol so I'm not trying to say that mine is the same as somebody that's going through uh, chemotherapy because I know that's not the case as far as the vomiting and the nausea but the nausea the anxiety and the stress and the expectation increases that the expectation that this will happen 
has such an effect on the outcome. In a sense, psychology, hypnosis, it's all about expectation. The outcome can quite often be predicted by what's expected. And the more certain somebody is, the more likely that that result will occur. Any businessman or woman or financial guru or, you know, the people that did, the person does the book, The Secret, they'll tell you that. All the sales, you know, the sales people that did this, write the sales books and, you know, So the power of expectation really does affect outcome in a much bigger way than is, I guess, publicly acknowledged. And I don't mean mind over matter. I don't mean willpower. I'm talking about belief. There's a big difference. Mind over matter, willpower, that's kind of faking it till you make it kind of thing. That's pretending. This isn't pretending. This is believing. This is trusting. This is maybe trusting me. Put your trust in me. This can be trust in yourself. Put trust in your own ability to care for yourself. Put trust in your body's ability to do what it needs to do. without any need of any kind of fear or any negative emotions connected to what occurs naturally within your mind and body because they are connected you know there's this little thing called a neck connects this other thing called a spinal cord it's all connected it's not separate. What you think affects everything. And again, it's not about pretending to be positive. It's not about pretending to be something that you're not. You can wish that you're something you're not if that's how you want to live. Or you can love yourself for who you are. It's hard because the more love you have for yourself, the less fear you have. It's hard to have both. It's hard to have love and fear at the same time. 
because they're such strong emotions. Love just melts the fear. It can turn it into something else, it can turn it into concern. So if you need to go into hospital to have a procedure done, what was initially fear with your own self-love can turn to interest, concern, to make sure that you're well. Self-love. And that's a love situation, that's a, a positive, bright place to be. Far away from fear, the fear of vomiting or the fear of nausea. And the question is, is it possible to have nausea without the fear? you take away the fear, isn't it just a feeling? I want to say just, I'm not diminishing the physical impact, just saying it's a feeling. If you take away the word nausea, then break it up down to what the specific feelings are that you have. If it's a feeling in your stomach, if it's a feeling in your throat, maybe you feel it in your hands, breaking it down step by step. What is it that you actually need to do in order to have those feelings come together? There's an old technique that I learned many years ago when I was learning uh, NLP and uh, hypnosis back in 1998, 1999. And the idea is we do things sequentially as far as you know, behaviors, thought patterns. As an example, uh, Maybe when I was younger, I'd think, I'd sit down, maybe I'd be, and I'd, my head would spin, and I'd think, I'm gonna vomit, I feel nauseous, I'm gonna vomit, and then I would be sick. So that would be the process. So one goes after the other. So if you break it down, I mean, there's, there's probably not a lot I could have done if I, I was drunk. I was able to learn how to control it with hypnosis uh, so that generally I hardly ever vomited. Um, so I was able to control the nausea and I was able to do it when I was drunk so I'm pretty sure doing it sober would be a heck of a lot easier. 
there is a focus. And it was a belief as well. It's a belief that, you know what, you actually do have a say in how you feel. You're not just a reaction. You're not just a flower blown, a, blown around in the wind, stuck in the ground, not being able to do anything. There's something more to you, something more that you can do for yourself, so much more. And that belief, the belief in yourself. is possibly the most important thing that you can have, that faith in your own ability to allow changes to occur because you've decided to embrace them and allow them because they're going to happen anyway. But by allowing them, by embracing them, you empower yourself. And things like nausea is no longer a thing that requires fear. It doesn't deserve fear. It doesn't deserve the energy that's needed to create that fear because ultimately that's what it is. Feelings that strong need to be created. They take energy. They take a lot of energy to keep hold of them and to build them up and to you know, keep them going. That's a lot of energy that you were using and wasting in the past. Energy that you could perhaps use more usefully for something a bit nicer, a bit more pleasant. Conserving that energy for healing, for happiness. Even if it allows you to just have an extra laugh or an extra smile to give an extra hug each day. That can really make a difference to your world. And the idea that actually if you break things down 
if you break down the the body of nausea you know, let's say it was an actual thing first of all if it's a thing show it to me I'm holding my hand out put it in my hand put that fear of nausea in my hand or that fear of vomiting in my hand You might make the excuse that you're living in Bristol or you're living in America or wherever you live and you can't put it in my hand, but even if we were in the same room, you couldn't put it in my hand because it's not an actual thing. And if it's not an actual thing, it doesn't exist. And if it doesn't exist, it can't hurt you. And that's one of those things where once you know, even though you knew before, but once you realize and once you see it in a different way, you can't go back to how things used to be. I've seen people who had phobias of things, you know, like spiders and uh, all kinds of things. And after kind of seeing things differently, maybe from a different angle or from a different perspective, or just allowing their mind to absorb the fact that that fear isn't something that they can hand over to me. They can't put it in my hand, therefore it doesn't exist. Therefore, it can't hurt them. In the same way when I was talking about my plate of sandwiches earlier. If it was a plate of invisible sandwiches. And I came round your house and you gave me an invisible dinner. And I was really hungry. I wouldn't be too pleased. And if I came round on your birthday and gave you an invisible present. Although it might be quite funny, you might not be too happy. Or if you bought something on Amazon or eBay and it came through the post and it was an invisible book or it was just, you know, an invisible present that you'd bought for someone for Christmas. Or if you bought an invisible house. I'm now getting silly really now and I'm going a bit crazy with the whole invisible stuff. If you bought an invisible island, you see where I'm going with this. You can't see where I'm going because obviously it's invisible. But the point is, it's not there. 
if it's not there, how can it hurt you? How can it do anything if it doesn't exist? So then what you're left with is feelings vomiting, which is something that happens sometimes, which is just a natural bodily action. And then there's the nausea, which again is just a natural bodily action, a bunch of feelings leading one from the other. And when they're dissected, there's kind of nothing there. In fact, show me nausea, hand that to me. Put it in your hand and hand it to me. And it's the other side of looking at it, you know, the the step-by-step -step procedure in order for you to have a particular feeling. Nausea, for example, you have this feeling first, then you have the next feeling, you have a thought about the feeling etc etc if you take one of those things out it doesn't work you can have the biggest machine in the world if you take just one part of that machine away the whole thing can just break down And I was very vague on that just now because I don't know much about machines. Perhaps I need to work on that. I'm not an engineer. But the point is one small change can affect. And if one small change can change something that may be was causing you distress in the past. One small change can change that. So in the same way, one small change can also improve how you feel in other ways about your life, about even about your past your future, your present, about your health, about your future health, and about your positivity to live a full life and embrace change and realize the healing comes hand in hand with self-love. 
So we're kind of coming to the end of this. What you might find is that something's changed. You might not be sure what it is. You might be very aware what it is. The bottom line is that something has changed and that you can move forward because I know from my own experience things that maybe I had phobias about in the past have gone. just gone it's like it does it does not affect me at all and it's always simple it always happens easily and that often surprises people just how easily these things can change and will change. So thank you very much for listening. Let me know how you get on. And uh, if you have any other requests, then just let me know. Take care. Bye.